Couldn't have picked a worse song to introduce the podcast this week. I was, is this intentional? Yeah. I thought it would pump us all up. Well, you haven't gotten to the upbeat part yet. Yeah, I guess so. They drop an F-bomb. The other F-bomb. Yeah. All right. Can we wait that long? I think they dropped both F-bombs. Really? Would it be Christmas if you didn't drop <laughs> Tim, you gotta wait till we introduce you before you can start speaking. We got four people on the pod tonight. Uh, it's our first guest booking. I'm excited. Are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have my brother Timothy on the shoe tonight. Here we go. Tim, say hello. I can talk now. You're allowed to speak. Hello, everybody. Hey, Tim. Hi, He's Tim. our. Uh, He's our Marvel Disney expert, and uh, Scott's, uh, Scott is our cyberpunk sexpert. <laughs> um, I got a lot to worry about tonight. You really, I, you're I, so <laughs> nervous. It's making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of like controls and stuff. Um, you were so excited you're about it. You're not only the, the host, you're the producer. I, I know. Do you know anybody, that a, a kid, that can intern with us, <laughs> t- Emily, at school? I actually might, yeah. All right, we need an intern. I just don't intern. know if I want him to listen to this, though. He's innocent. <laughs> He's we could have... Innocent. We could... Uh, we'll open the world to him. Yeah, <laughs> we could record... I mean, we could record in the library, and behind a dumpster at the school, <laughs> a bathroom. six-pack and not alcohol. <laughs> yeah, we can do the first Glory Hole radio show where we're all in a bathroom and the mics feed through holes in the stalls. Actually, you could, you could share your uh, NA beers with him and he'll pretend to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Tim, we're glad to have you. You're going to sit in the whole time, right? Yeah, unless you, you go real long. But uh, no, I should be here for the full, full show. Well, we have a syllabus and it's planned out for four hours. So <laughs> if we... Uh, exceed that then i guess yeah you can drop out if you want but fairy tale of new york that's like the best christmas song it's up there i wouldn't say it's the best are you gonna say the river by Joni mitchell it's a good one too is that what it's called the river Mm -hmm. scott do you know that one no let's play it um (laughs) it's that's probably like my legit favorite but it's too sad it's very sad yeah. I, you, I didn't see any Christmas songs in the syllabus. I forced some Christmas songs on Scott on the way over here. Yeah. What, didn't which ones? Well. Didn't go mad. over well. The Ramones. Okay. Merry Christmas, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we hear? Wham. We heard The Waitresses. I think this okay, was punishment because I, like the- I, I ripped Obama earlier and Emily just stopped talking to me. Oh, no. That was because I didn't... We'll talk about it. I didn't understand your argument, your um, point that you were making. I think, Tim, you might have heard The Waitresses on the your favorite daytime radio show this week they played it that christmas song christmas rapping yeah do you remember that tim yeah yeah i did hear that earlier this week did you like it i thought it was a little uh, the lyrics you know, i i don't mind hearing it once a year yeah exactly the lyrics are too literal Both christmas songs yeah 
Um, this one's nice yeah, and sad, you, though. You were on a text thread with me earlier today, and you said that the Marley and Marley song from Muppets Christmas Carol was your favorite. Christmas I watched Muppet today. Christmas Carol today. Have you seen it before? Yeah, I've watched yeah. it every year since I was nine. That's like... That's my favorite. It's, it's the best. It's probably like a Tim, new Christmas... welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That's probably I'm like. I watch it Christmas Eve. It's my. It's, it's <laughs> a tradition for me to watch it every year. I watch it while I'm wrapping Christmas presents, and yeah. it's a great time. Not Christmas wrap. No, the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> this, this is it, Marley and Marley. Yes, you're right. Tim, does this sound familiar? <laughs> Do you remember this from earlier today? Scott, chime in, please. What am I paying you for? I'm glad Tim's here. I'm just kidding. Um, well. Now this has turned into the Christmas music spectacular, which is I can what we talk sh- about the Muppets all night. <laughs> did you like the two like most recent movies, the one with the Ricky Gervais? I and- didn't see those. Actually. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't talk about the Muppets all night. <laughs> They're good. the The first new one's better. Jason Siegel, that one. That one's pretty good. But all right, is we got Adams. She in that? Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, as soon as we're ready to, to change the subject, Scott's ready. <laughs> Let's go. Ready. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas! Thanks to Happy all our listeners. Okay, thanks to all the listeners. Bah, humbug. Uh, the Taylor Swift episode. Did you get any feedback on it? I got some feedback on the dong conversation. Okay. It was good. Good feedback, though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, and I want to say the listeners could not see how hard Scott was laughing, but I've never seen him laugh that hard. Have you? Uh, <laughs> when you called him out on the dong, uh, <laughs> and I've seen the Scott. sex talk with his kids. I, I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> I must have been in one of my blackouts during the podcast. Um, we were laughing. We got very it. silly. Uh, yeah. I got good feedback. People love those 9-11 jokes. They're paying the bills. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, if you can notice, I have the lights on right now. I go to the bank every week, and I cash my 9-11 joke check, and they just pay me for the weekly reference. So mm-hmm. we'll see where I can squeeze it in this week. Scott, you're lacking on the AIDS jokes. Am we I? don't need them. We don't need them. We all have our trademark bits. <laughs> It'll, there's a time and a okay. place. We'll get there. Uh, Tim, what's your terrible thing you're going to joke about? You know, I was I was really hoping to steer clear of all those kind of okay. You're not going to water. Okay, <laughs> I got nothing. See, Tim is on my side. Finally, we're Someone. split even. <laughs> I, I'm too woke. Exactly, we're, Tim. Thank first you. of all, you're not too woke. <laughs> Second of all, uh, we're like the state of Maine where we have. Two electoral votes split right down the middle. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm here to talk about Disney. Okay. And you want uh, see, me to make controversial <laughs> The uh, mouse would not approve. No, he wouldn't. The mouse would not approve. Um, Pre-1950, he might, but... That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back when those pesky Jews were holding Walt Disney back. Um, <laughs> those were the days, right? Scott always tells me, he goes, I miss the good parts of the Jungle Book before they took out all the stuff I like. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> there was like a lot of racist stuff in the all Jungle right. Book. Um, all right. Do you want to jump right into the Marvel talk, Tim? And Disney? Uh, well, uh, sure. If Way to just throw it on. Them. Well, I mean, we have so much stuff. I, I don't know what works I mean, best. You don't need to burn through my, my topic if you're just trying to get it out of the way. No, no. Um, I'm trying to produce well, a, a podcast. It, it, it's not easy. <laughs> uh, Scott and Emily, are you? Because Pat's not Pat's not paying attention to the the Marvel and Star Wars news. Is this even within your wheelhouse? Yes, it's very much in my wheelhouse, Tim. 
Star Wars, not so much for me, but I'm I'm currently in my first run through of the Marvel, the MCU. The MCU. Yeah. So. Which which movie are you on? I just watched Doctor Strange. What did you think of Doctor Strange? It was okay. Um, it was a little bit too sci-fi for me for an MCU movie and I like sci-fi it's not that I'm against sci-fi it just didn't feel like it fit into the the storyline as a whole yet maybe that will change but Scott what were your thoughts on Dr. Marvel Dr. Strange Dr. Strange whatever we'll edit that out we don't want to embarrass you (laughs) yeah I know I'm the Uh, expert Captain Marvel's not for me but Dr. Strange I, I wish it was 90 minutes this was the second time I've watched it and Everything just goes on for one or two minutes too long. Every fight scene, every uh, Inception-like building yeah. disaster. Did Christopher Nolan direct it? No, but it looks like he did. It huh. definitely felt like it was just a showcase for all of the visual effects that they were able to pull off. Yeah. To the point where they weren't even that convincing. They, they, it was just a CGI vomit fest for a good like 60% of that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it... It didn't really hold my interest. I, I was ready to tap out. I like watched it in through. 4K for the first time, and I felt a bit nauseous with that first like uh, zoom-through scene when she's fucking with his head. Interesting. So that's you the okay? one where they cast... They, that's the one with the bad casting, right? They cast Tilda Swinton as a, uh Asian woman? Yeah. What? You know what? Is it yes or no? Y- yes. Okay. I don't know the well, comics. We don't need to defend Disney here. In, in the comic books, the character is traditional Asian male, so they really, oh. they really screwed the pooch on, you know, getting a guy in that role too. Can I, I just say when they miscast a woman as a man? But uh, I guess if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna botch the gender, it's, it's always the race that people get upset about. Yeah, Tim, I'm playing the music. Can you hear it? Yeah. This is horrible. Trip it out. This is very bad. <laughs> Do you like this? What is it? This from? is from Doctor Strange. Oh. I liked the end, not to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but I did like the end with the I'm here to bargain loop over and over again. I liked that. Yeah, it was a clever yeah. uh, story beat there. And that, yeah. that definitely made the the stomach turning earlier in the movie yeah. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that he would have gotten there so quickly, but... You know, so, you have to suspend belief a little bit for MCU movies. So does that mean you guys are both very excited for uh, Doctor Strange 2, the multiverse of madness? When is that coming out? A couple uh, years. I think it's two years I, away. It might be 2022. Let's uh, see. I'm not the, excited for it. What's the subtitle? The multiverse of madness? Actually, May 2021. Oh. It's so right around the corner. It is. So I'm excited about this one. Not so much because of Doctor Strange, but because they're going to play on some of the Scarlet Witches uh, okay. uh, story beats from the comics. And there's one comic in particular that I'm a, a really big fan of called House of M, where uh, the Scarlet Witch essentially recreates the universe with her awesome mind powers. And it's a good way for, I think, the movie universe to reinvent itself and turn all of the story elements and characters on their head and make them really fresh again. So we'll see how, how deep they, they pull from that. But Will that have uh, will that stem off of WandaVision? 
WandaVision is almost going to act as a, a direct tie-in to Multiverse of Madness. Okay. I wasn't expecting you to be such like an actual expert. And you actually did... One thing that's a trademark of this show is that we have a lot of prep that we don't do. <laughs> like, we want it. We have prep. And, like, we have best laid plans. We have plans. theoretical prep. Yeah, but you actually did the work. Um, well, you know he's... He he's obviously well read and and knows about if this you, stuff. I don't call people that read comics well read. Well, that's on uh, you. <laughs> um, I, I I'm doing you guys the favor of taking a break of listening to hours on end of pop culture podcasts to actually be. On I don't listen to any pop. These are these two guys. They're Tim, the, do you listen to binge mode? I don't. I'm not familiar with binge mode. You might like it. They're doing the MCU right now, which is why I'm watching them all. So what's next on your on your slate? Maybe I can uh, get, Guardians I can accept two. In line with you guys. Uh, uh, she said Guardians two, which I'm assuming okay. is Guardians. I did one movie I did not enjoy. I couldn't even get through was Guardians of the Galaxy one. Are you serious? That's couldn't my favorite one so far. I tried like multiple times. It's not for me. Well, you don't. You also don't like Parks and Rec, which I love. Don't like Parks and Rec. <laughs> so God, I'm unlikable. Very. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> Too mainstream for you, Pat. It is. Um, I think he said it was obscure comic is still oh, too God. mainstream. I think he said it was too happy for him. That's not when we talked about it last summer. Hundred percent. Too happy. Uh, it's too happy for Wait, me. Wait, let me scroll down to the agenda. I was feeling too good, so I watched Manchester by the Sea. I watched the other <laughs> night. I I settled in. It was like it might have been Sunday after a long day, seven thirty, going through Amazon Prime. I see Casey Affleck. Um, yeah, I lost all my kids in a house fire. I said, let's do it. <laughs> and I watched it. It is a great movie. Didn't it win Best Picture? I don't know. He won Best Actor, I think. Okay. He did, but he got Me Too'd. So, like, the, yeah. It's awkward. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, it's not a movie you need to watch twice. You know it's good. <laughs> you know it's fucking well, that, miserable. It, it was... You don't have to tap back in. Michelle, that's, that's aesthetic, though. That yeah. is true. M- Michelle Williams' performance in that is... Probably the best acting I've ever seen in my entire life. I haven't seen it, but she's always very good. Watch it after this tonight. Okay. <laughs> Actually, watch it on Christmas. Get the whole family together. <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. Light a fire while you watch it. Um, the he like remember? Do you remember like he how it happens? The family dies in the fire. Not really. But like he's. Do you remember when he tries to kill himself in the police station? It's been a while. <laughs> do you remember when he? T- he's like, yeah, I was on. They were like, were there any drugs? And he's like, yeah, it was cocaine and drinking. And they're like, well, it was an accident, so you're free to go. He's like, that's it? And like, oh, it was so sad. But Back I to felt, Guardians. Okay, back to Guardians. Tim, how do you feel about Guardians? Your brother is out. Is he there? Tim? Oh, no, we must have lost him. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I, I, I'm trying to mute myself so you don't hear the dog barking. Oh, oh don't worry okay. about it. This is I a cat. Dogs. Don't worry about it. This is... Uh, Sixty-six percent of this podcast is animal friendly. <laughs> um, the other thirty-three point three repeating hates animals. He thinks that they're slaves. Which I'll, I'll try to get on the right side of history with this one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what do you think of Guardians of the Galaxy? I I really enjoyed both of them. The first one I think is a better movie. Um, the second one I don't think I've gone back and rewatched it actually since I've seen it. Not as good. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's it's definitely weirder. There's the whole father son oh, element yeah. that is ego. Is that the father? Ego, the living planet. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just watched. I just watched it the other night. It's really colorful. It looks great. This is from Guardians. That's Mr. Blue Sky is on Guardians. Yeah. Both movies is great, and the way that they use the music is very good. Yeah. Um, and that's very cons- uh, consistent between both movies. But, they um, they give Drax a lot, maybe a little too much. They kind of lean. They know he's really funny, so they kind of lean into it. Mm. All right. Uh, so is that Drax from the North Water? He's no, in it. It's not. No. Okay, that'd be pretty cool if it he would was. Be. <laughs> I'm not sure he'd be a Guardian. Said. Tim hasn't read the North Water, but Drax is. Maybe the most one of the most miserable characters in the liter- literary history. Vile, just absolutely you sound terrible. Like a fantasy story, Pat. Are you reading fantasy now? No, he's just a creep on a boat, I guess, <laughs> a whaling boat. But I'm sorry, keep talking about. So uh, Disney Plus has announced a series of shorts featuring uh, Baby Groot called Aww. "I Am Groot." Pat just made a shooting <laughs> himself in the head. I actually, have video oh, you can that. see that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. Well, okay. I think that James Gunn is executive producing, so it's it's gonna have his touch. But uh, yeah, this is just childish bullshit that they're putting out for kids. <laughs> um, what? It's easy money. Yeah, kids I, and like, kids at heart. It's gonna be it's gonna be premiere on Disney Plus. Obviously, it's not going to theaters or anything like that. Well, I think what. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this stuff. Will I watch it? Probably not. No, you won't. <laughs> I like a challenge, though. I did. <laughs> um, maybe I'll try again with Guardians, but I think this week was dominated by Star Wars all week. I think that's the number one story in the pop culture verse. So, so I'm I'm not up on Mandalorian. Were they dropping episodes weekly? Is that yeah? Okay, yeah. and, yeah, and this week was the final season yeah. two. Uh, from the season two finale dropped on Friday, uh, midnight PST is when they dropped the episode. So all the wait, Tim. I don't mean to interrupt. You. you can What's say up? you can say what PST means. We have time. Oh okay. Um, <laughs> so all any the rush here. dropped fresh on Monday when or uh, excuse me on uh, Friday morning when you sign on. Because all the L.A. Uh, uh, folks do, do their write-ups and post their yeah. videos. Well, so I I'm haven't. Sure you got spoiled, Pat. First thing. I spoiled it myself. Um, I, I I didn't watch it till last night, and I had managed to go the whole day avoiding the spoiler. And then, good for you. Uh, well, no, and then I was doing uh, the fantasy basketball draft last night with Twitter on the side. Yep. Someone retweets fucking Mark Hamill into my goddamn timeline. Oh, and you knew what it meant though, because I saw that tweet too. I knew there was going to be well, something. What do you expect? You guys follow all the prominent people on Twitter. I don't know. You're going to get spoiled Tim, on things. I don't follow Mark Hamill. No, it, was, it was a retweet. Yeah. Who retweeted him? I don't Seppenwall? know. Seppenwall? Who knows? Son of a bitch. Uh, but, uh, so I almost made it through. and then. But Tim, what did you feel about this overall? So my, my overall thoughts are... He loved it. That uh, Of course I loved it because I'm, I'm a fanboy through and through. But this show specifically... And this episode specifically, I every thirty minutes over the last twenty-four hours, I think about this episode, and I just like my jaw drops all over again. I cannot believe what they pulled off. I think they did what seemed impossible like ten years ago with reintroducing this character and 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 making Star Wars relevant again in a way that it hasn't been see you have a very nuanced take on it that i think 
I read a couple things. I, can we talk about this without actually mentioning the spoiler? I feel like that's in good taste. I don't know, Emily. Are you? Do you care? I. No, she doesn't. I don't watch The Mandalorian, but I will sort of argue your point on making it relevant because it, Star Wars has been relevant with the youth for the past decade because of all the cartoons, because of the Clone Wars, because of they they have a bunch of like kids books that are in Legos and geared towards Star Wars. And I used to be a nanny in 2010, a long time ago now, but kids would play Star Wars on the playground. So I think it was like building up to this. I think it's made it relevant with people in their 30s and 40s again but it's been it's been coming it's been a long time coming uh, one of the things i i always try to remind people i i i'm a huge star wars fan but i am fully willing to admit at any point that there are like two good star wars movies yeah and, and the rest of them are mediocre or just straight up bad so what would you say the two good ones are the first one and the sequel the a new hope and empire okay those, so, I've like, only seen the original three. So, the, like, when it comes to, like... But I hear good things about Rogue One. ...quantitatively <laughs> good movies that you could argue stand up against other films or, like, actually have a relevant impact on movies, the, the other ones are just, are just, you know, fan service or blockbuster popcorn kind of garbage. Yeah. The, the first two actually did something in film that made an impact. Well, I think that they... All right. I, I think Scott has a take on the episode. Do they, I? Well, I, I feel yeah, like so you were about you to say something. Scott, what, what I thought about it. What did you think about it? What I've really enjoyed impression? the whole Mandalorian experience. I haven't read anything. Like, I've never read the books. Um Brad obviously is kind of my background. On Who's this Brad? Stuff. Our good friend Brad okay. Hudson. Um, I think he's probably read about as much as you, Tim. Sure. And so he's always been my background, and he generally feels the same way you do. Uh, he was really excited about all the Boba Fett stuff this year, and I I just enjoyed the experience. I, I don't get bogged down with the, well, they the negative things that you guys have more issues with just because they i don't have the same kind of history so they don't, yeah, I don't bother know, me as much i don't know who i i understand some of the criticisms for what they did at the end of this episode like they could have done there there were like five different things they could have done but the most obvious one is the one they went with and that's something with this specific episode going into it they almost hit every single story beat that I would have predicted for this finale. Like they meet up with the characters from earlier in the season. They, they get the gang back together. They, the, it takes place in this one specific setting that they told you that they were going to go to. Uh, they do, ex they set up uh, like a bigger villain to go up against and they do that. And the villain is as big and bad as you think it is. And Who is the villain? Well, there's uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character, Moff Gideon, who... Gus Fring. Gus Fring. And, um, and he has some more powerful robot stormtrooper things that... They're kind of like Iron Man. Well, uh, do you remember the Dark Forces video game we had? Oh, yeah. And it the, the central video game was that the Empire was building Dark Troopers. And that the dark troopers were this threat to the rebellion, and were this mercenary who goes off to try and do this job for the Re the rebel alliance to stop the dark troopers. Okay. Well, they they pulled that 
specific thing and made them a story element in the Mandalorian. So the dark troopers are now uh, part of canon again because when the, all that stuff got washed away when Disney bought the franchise and something that's been really great about the show is how they slowly are bleeding back in these things that were lost uh, as storytelling elements in the universe. They're they're reintroducing them and that's that is super exciting to see. And when, then when they do things like that at the end of the episode, it's so they really are honoring a like, lot of storytelling that took place in the past. All right, so, so Tim, the see. end of the episode, do you think that is a new series or just uh, the next season? What do you think? I think that it's going to remain a mystery for the next couple of years. It's really not. But like... I think in maybe two years, what they're going to do is a Ray and Baby Yoda show. Ooh. Where Baby Yoda is like 30 years older and maybe is, is helping Ray. Or I think they're going to find a way to pull back in the sequel trilogy where a lot of people in the fandom and, and in like the online scuttlebutt are saying that they're trying to rewrite the new trilogy and wash it away hmm. say that way that they can get like i don't know do some kind of time travel bullshit they know we changed the timeline i don't think they're gonna do that i think instead they're going to just flash forward at some point they're gonna build this entire universe with all of these shows that they announced there's a uh, 11 shows in production right now and they're going 11 to star wars shows yeah, so wow. Disney, at, at, at their investor call last week, they announced 10 shows. And then at, at the end of the finale of Mandalorian on Friday, they snuck in a teaser for another show that they hadn't announced yet. So an 11th show. Did you see that, Tim, uh, Scott? Yeah, that, that was my okay. question to him. Uh, <laughs> Tim, side note, did you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it was on at all? Uh, I watched, I think, the first five seasons. Yeah, that's about how far I, I got. How but, many uh, seasons were there? Either. It was kind Too of many. a chore to get through. It was. There were so few good things about it. But how great was it to have Ming-Na Wen back in our lives for a little bit? Yeah, uh, I, she's she really does shine in the uh, in the Mandalorian, and she was definitely she was a more enjoyable part of Agents of Shield, I would say. Yeah. So if she can get in with uh, with that new show, that'll be good. She had a good rapport with Clark Gregg on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They yes. had a fun back and forth. All right, I think that covers it. Pat's going to lose his mind. <laughs> Pat <laughs> no, is squirming I with all the... <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'm me... with you guys, but Pat is very anti-nerd, and this is... <laughs> I am weird. not anti-nerd at all. I love nerds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me go through real quick. I want to talk about some of the, the more exciting Star Wars shows. Well, let me have. decide if it's exciting. No, let's hear it. <laughs> so... Uh, there's there's a couple of shows that they already announced and we knew were in production before the investor call. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, they got Ewan McGregor back for that. It's going to be a limited series. Now that's so filming in Boston, right? Boston, Boston England. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I knew that. I'm just kidding. I sent that to a friend who works in the industry, all excited. And I was like, "Hey, check this out. Maybe you can get on the set." And then there was that follow up article. It was funny because they had like that was the same week as the Bill Burr discourse, so it all kind of started coming together. Yeah, a Boston-themed Star Wars locale. Mm -hmm. um, um, who, who, also, wait, I got a. Who do you know in the what? industry? Um, my friend Eric Bennett. Okay. Uh, which I, uh, it doesn't matter. He 
does lighting. Oh. And he's been on the set for a lot of stuff recently. Okay. It's Tim and um, Eric. Oh, okay. I just I didn't know we were talking to a potential industry insider. Um, he gets a name drop if he wants. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, he does lighting. He's a big name in the lighting. <laughs> we could industry. use him because we're struggling over here. Uh, maybe <laughs> he can great, help man. out our intern. I really yeah, like the idea about getting an intern. No, we need CNN. It's a running theme. We're getting ready for martial law. The Insurrection Act. All right, keep going. Um, the other show that's already in production, Andor, uh, which is Diego Luna's character from Rogue One. They're going to do a limited series, probably one season, as a prequel leading up to Rogue One. Did anyone ask character. for these shows? I'm just curious. It no. seems like a lot of um, stuff. What's exciting about this is they're going to get uh, um, a droid character that was played by Alan Tudyk. Uh, so he'll be returning and reprising his role as K2SO. Which is always fun for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, there's a new I droid. <laughs> I, I uh, how am I going to sleep tonight knowing that there's a new droid coming out? All right, Pat. This one might actually excite you. <laughs> okay. I know you're a big, uh, big Gambino fan or childish uh, Gambino? Gambino fan. Sure. Uh, they're doing, Whatever. They're doing a limited series Lando Calrissian show, so we're going to get both Billy D. Williams and uh, Donald Dunk. Glover uh, now, back for that. This shows you that movies are dying. Like, this is really a referendum on cinema, in a way. It's more all coming together. It's just one thing now. The, the, the lines are just so blurred. I guess you could say, this is America, in a way. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe that Don Glover is going to be on another TV show. Why not? It's easy money. He already did the movie. Plus, he loves it. That doesn't mean it's a good idea. Yeah, but if you have, if you can do what you love in your job, why not go for it? And th- this is where I'm going to step in again and say, probably 90% of this is going to be garbage because Star Wars does not have a good track record. So, yeah, why are they doing this? It's probably a really good question. Who who but is directing the, need, the Childish they need Gambino? They make a hundred things so that they have ten good things. What's the name of the Lando thing? Lando. Okay. Uh, Lando Mando. You know what? It w- that's good. But even better would be Lando in the style of Atlanta. Done by Donald Atlando? Glover. Atlando. There we go. That'd be it could good. Be, it could be like the at symbol on the keyboard, too. To mm-hmm. get yeah, the if the kid's on it. All right. <laughs> we want a writing credit. I, I think that would be pretty cool. The Cloud City, what it's really like. I just have to say, oh, yeah. I watched this <laughs> video clouds. like 75 times at Really? Least. Did you watch the, the movie? Uh, yes. You told me to watch it. It was I good. Did. Yeah, it was I loved good. it. Um, Tim, did you watch This Is America music video? It's the first music video I watched in a decade. Really? It's so good, right? Yeah, it's. And I probably watched it uh, 10 times or more. It's good, yeah. yeah it's really good. Um, all right, give me some more Star Wars stuff. We're, right, we, we're we good on wrap t- this up soon. Uh, we but, got what? Cara Dune. Uh, so we got an Ahsoka Tano. Uh, yeah, so Ahsoka Tano is a big one. Uh, we name dropped earlier in the season of Mandalorian. Grand Admiral Thrawn. I'm really hoping we get to see what Ahsoka was up to and why she's after Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, we have Rangers of the New Republic, which I think is going to be a, uh, Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka. Mandalorian season three, the the book of Boba Fett. I think they're all going to cross over, and there's going to be some kind of follow up 
team-up event like they did with Defenders uh, for Marvel on Netflix. But the Book of Boba Shet. I would read that. <laughs> Tim, you know there's a baseball player named Bo Bichette? He plays for the... No way. His name's Bo Bichette. But the Boba Fett thing never caught on. What do you mean? Like, people don't call him that. Boba Fett. Sure? There was, like, one, like... They call him Boba Shat. They should call him Boba. Like, it no. should be a Boba Fett reference. It's implied in when you say Boba Shat. Ah, okay. Anyway, keep going, Tim. Sorry. I think Tim's Tim's good, right, Tim? Yeah, I think if we've run, uh, run out of steam on the Star Wars <laughs> stuff. All right. I have an announcement to make. I have a goal in 2021. I have a New Year's resolution. And I'm going to need the three of you guys to help me with this. Let's hear it. I want to learn how to play and enjoy Settlers of Catan. Wow. Okay. Sure. <laughs> how can we make this happen? I have a family version in my house. I okay. Burn. All right. Well, thank you. Moving on. No, Wait, I, I have a question for yeah, Tim, I'm, though. I'm, go, do you want to go into Catan? No, I don't have much to say, but uh, what are you going to ask Tim? W- Tim, what's your favorite MCU movie out of the, the group that we have so far? Um, this is no one's gonna like this answer. Thor two, the Dark World. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> Why, Tim? I respect uh, it. Um, it seems it, it, to me it's it's like the perfect bottle movie. Like you don't have to see the movie. It doesn't rely on anything else, but it it it's it's funny, and the. Chris Hemsworth and uh, what is Loki. It, Hiddleston, with like the the Loki and Thor back and forth is the best it is in any other movie, and it it works so well that it just it like it makes the Marvel universe for Loki's me. in I jail for movie. half the time. Um, Tim, yeah, but, uh, okay, that's you're you're right, and he he gets really upset in jail. And do you notice the major difference between me and my brother? is that he can say things and actually back them up, whereas I just <laughs> say stuff, and I just, I can just, like, I don't have an ant like, I say something, and then there's no defending it, or I bore everyone to death with my explanation. That or laugh harder or, or, or like I, Or, like, I'll say something, and then I'll forget to defend it, and then you guys will forget to, li- like, it's just, oh, Tim I has... Never forget. Tim has good explanations. He has reasoning. He can back... He, you'd be a good debater, yeah. You're not meant for this podcast. This I is more the MVP. You no, you're be, meant to host this podcast. Is I was going to say, <laughs> it, this is like, it, like you're doing what we do, but actually with reason and facts. <laughs> and uh, you should watch Boy State, that movie, Tim. Do you know that movie? I've not heard of Boy State. It's a documentary, it's on Apple That's TV. Sexy. It's uh, it's a little something for the fellas. No, it's, it's, it's about kids that go to a camp to learn how to start their own government. It's a documentary. It's on Scott's Plex. I'd recommend You're it. You're saying I should start my own government? No. Hell you, yeah, you, baby. Let's succeed. <laughs> I'm going to join New Nevada. Oh, it's an A24 production? Yeah. yeah. It's, it, re- it's really good. It's really good. And it's 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 well, it's like a debate mixed with like politics. It's, so we never had Boy State discussion in high school, right, at Coyle? I don't remember it at all. I know they have it in, mass, they have it in every state. Yeah. My high school had it, yeah. Really? Was, yeah, Emily's friend went I'm, for Girl State. I've never heard of it. Wait yeah, a minute. You're telling me there's a Girl State? <laughs> Sorry to inform you, yes. Oh there was a God. Boy State and a Girl State. Uh, 
Tonight's full of bad news. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, but Tim, I think you would like it. Um, I definitely recommend it. I'll have to pirate it. It's on Scott's Plex. That's not pirating. I'm That's not, sharing. I'm not friends with Tim officially, I don't think, in the Plex I, world. We were at one point, but I let my Plex account oh. lapse. So. That's too bad. Depressing. Um, do we... So, do you think we've covered Marvel and Disney? Or are there I feel any... like I could talk a lot about Marvel, I but know... Pat, you're just not interested. I, no, so I, I like sitting back and actually seeing what a, a potentially a normal podcast could sound like. <laughs> I'm literally right, well, like, let's, let's stop. Let's let's backtrack a little bit and talk about some of the Marvel TV shows that are coming out. Yeah, um, Scott, there was a lot of announcements. Are you looking forward to WandaVision? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm skeptical. I am. I think I'm on the the outs where I do like Wanda a lot. I think I'm in the minority on that, though. I think that her character in the movies is not developed enough, and they put a lot of importance on her, but it's not a lot of development to make anyone really care. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what they do in the show. And it also looks pretty kind of mind-bendy and trippy, and I like that kind of stuff in a TV show. And so if it's new enough and it's fresh enough, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll watch it through. Do you know when it's taking place? The 60s. I think it jumps all over time. Because of Wanda? Uh, um, I don't know. I'm... Based on the trailer, it looked like it jumped from like 50s to 90s. Yeah, and I think that's where Wanda's power specifically comes into play with where the time setting is because she has she has some abilities that have she hasn't shown off in the movies yet but uh you if you've read the comics you're familiar with so the the entire set and setting of the show is is going to be kind of a a a moving landscape okay that's exciting so then we got falcon and winter soldier now that looks, that looks dumb to me. I don't think really. That's I was about to say I'm looking forward to something. <laughs> I liked uh, Captain America. Me too. I like Thor. Not in this. I know, but aren't they like passing the torch or something? I like Falcon. Bucky I, is still he's like on the fence for me at this point because he hasn't really. I haven't seen anything really redemptive from him yet. All right, Tim. What is the closest? Like, what Marvel event is like the closest from right now? One I movie. So this, I don't know Marvel that well. The the one. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. The, the one I'm event joking. that I think that they're leading up to is called House of M, and this is. I mean, I'm I'll, I, I'm just going to flat out give spoilers for comic books that happen that may have nothing to do with the movies. But That's fine. And House of M, when when Wanda's brother gets killed, which happens in uh, Age Ultron. of Ultron. When that happens in the and co- one thread of the comic books, Wanda goes so absolutely insane that she recreates the universe and she rewrites how the entire history of the world is to the point where Magneto, who in the comic books is her father, is like the ruler of the world, and nothing is the way that it was, the way they left it. What I think they're going to do is use this as a way to pull in the x-men so when wanda recreates the world she also instigates mutants and even if they are able to fix whatever fucked up thing she does when it reverts back the x-men are still going to be around and might just be fully formed because 
that's how altered everything is at the hmm. end of the day. So they're going to they need, they need to do something to to make sense of how Fox properties are now part of right. the universe. And if you can just snap your fingers so to speak and 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 make things different without having to really explain it, <laughs> oh it was a superpower that made it happen. It's just a it's a quick shortcut that I think would be super effective. And I think that's what they're doing uh, with WandaVision leading into a multiverse of madness. Well explained, Tim. Uh, so, does that is WandaVision? Was he talking about WandaVision? WandaVision comes out after next month. Wow, yeah, Tim, I didn't January. know you read these comics. I know. I have a question, a follow up question about the comics. So, I, I, I may not be able to answer you. I really have a limited read through of Marvel. Stuff. No, you you can answer me. So, I. I'm someone who loves comics, but I've always steered clear of Marvel comics because they felt so overwhelming. I didn't know if I had to start at a certain point, if there was like a good entry point for me. So in your expert opinion, what is your favorite like Marvel comic thread and where would like a someone like me who enjoys the stories? Um, I can probably answer. Like, Spider-Man you- 1. <laughs> start at Spider-Man <laughs> 1 and just take it from there. <laughs> Tim, I will direct my question back to oh, you. I'm sorry. I would, I would say <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> I, I honestly would say read House of M because okay. it, it it does a good job of setting the stage for what's going to happen in the book, but it also it it shifts so much ground that it has to reset the stage again. So you get. You don't have to really rely on too much because it's trying to drown you out right now. (laughs) No, that was the Hulk theme. Sorry. (laughs) You don't have to rely on too much knowledge of Marvel because it tells you at the very beginning that it it all doesn't matter anyway, which is maybe why I really like that book. But I've really only read like that and Civil War and maybe a handful of other things. Okay. And I, I wouldn't start with Civil War. So it's actually, it was easy enough to pick up and understand where, like, how all the chess pieces were set and, so to speak, before the game begins. And that's, well, I think a lot of the intimidation with comic books is that you feel like you need to have all that back history. Yeah, that's always been my struggle. Anything. But the, the better stories well enough for you that you don't need to, and if if you like it enough and you have any questions like, well, why were, why was Spider-Man being a bitch to Aunt May at the beginning of civil war? Not that, I don't know that that happened. Um, but you can, you can go back and read what happened to Spider-Man the week before. If you, if you're really that curious and that's, okay. that's the pull of comic books. Like if you, you really want to have that, if you don't have that investment, then you're not going to pick up any more books. So a good intro story will give you just enough to tell a good story, but maybe spike your curiosity with what else is going on with those characters. Cool. Well said. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. I think we need to do like a 180 here and talk about some of the stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> no, that was great, Tim. I think that uh, you're definitely an expert. It was way more uh, way more informed than I was expecting. Um, I think that you know, as this podcast continues, I think we'll, Pat projects his low expectations of himself. On I, it others. might be. I just uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of Marvel talk. I think, especially with all the stuff coming to Disney Plus. So it's definitely going to be something we'll touch on, and we'll definitely uh, 
probably go to you in the future. I think it was uh, cool. you did a good job. Uh, do you well, want to? I'll, I'll stick around so that I can. Yeah, you can I chime have in. Nothing to say about Bad Bunny. You can do some of your trademark Same. sniper jokes where you come from. And just you know, drop pew, your pew. your one liners. Wait, one more uh, question before we before we shift from the MCU. Yeah. Tim, did you know that your brother watched Marvel movies to try and impress a girl? Is this? He doesn't know that. <laughs> Actually, no. I think I I did. There was. Yeah, like, we lost him. I... Too bad. <laughs> Can't chime in on that. Yeah. No. What did you say? He dropped out for a second. I'm sorry. I was gonna say there was a point where. It felt like you were seeing movies that you wouldn't normally see. Oh my! So you knew yeah. something was like, up, but yeah. I was actually <laughs> having a mental suspicion. breakdown instead. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, you know what you do. That's what you do when uh, somebody you work with likes Marvel and you pretend to like it too. <laughs> um, do you guys want to k- take a break or keep going? Maybe a quick break and then uh, we'll bang out the bad bunny. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll bang out the bad bunny. Um, there's a couple <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> fuck the old rabbit when we come back uh i have a few a couple God, of these... i wish tim was here every week It'd make my job a lot easier <laughs> I, I, I have a few of these things i want to talk about we can go through that the uh syllabus quick all right um, all right we're gonna pause it tim we'll be back uh you'll hear some music that means you can start talking again We are back. Hello. Are we recording? We are recording. This is my stress dream last night that we really? didn't record for a half an hour. Ooh. That's, I do- definitely double checked. Okay. Um, no more writing errors? No, that was weird. Who knows what will happen when we try to import and export this. It. What were you saying, Tim? I'm not coming back if you didn't record it. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> One and done. Um, this is a song, uh, Superbike, by the artist JSOM. This is one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, don't know what we're going to do next week or upcoming for the podcast, but uh, right now we're going to the uh, the Good Gattos are going to listen to Bad Bunny uh, right off the bat. I don't even know if like the listeners will be familiar with Bad Bunny, but Bad Bunny is a Puerto Rican reggaeton superstar. Superstar. Number one Spotify streaming artist of 2020. Well, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. I, number- did, I did zero research for this. I'm calling myself out from the get-go. Uh, reggaeton, trap music, um, electronica. Now, did you notice the trap elements of his music? Define trap for me before I, <laughs> I don't know if that. I could. I don't know what the words are. You you know when you hear it. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I will play. I'm just going to play a random song for background music as we because we don't really. This is the first time we've kind of like gone to a break, then talked about the music, and it feels a little easier than uh, talking about Pete Buttigieg and how his favorite game <laughs> is Ticket to Ride. I'd like to play. I'd like to play Settlers of Catan with Pete and Chastin Buttigieg. Why not? Ah, uh, Jesus Christ! My cat just like meowed really loud. Maybe um, Biden will appoint you to city planner. There you go, Pat. I think that'd be a good position for Scott. Yeah. Would you be the city planner in the Biden administration? No. Okay. Scott would be a great cabinet pick. Absolutely. I, he's a yes man. <laughs> Scott, I, I am not. You are a yes I man. I disagree. <laughs> um, I'm a yes but. That would just be a great cabinet. 
You son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't have people on my own podcast. To, oh, we weren't recording. I'm sorry that that diss didn't get on. <laughs> no, we are recording. You did get me nervous, though. That's weird that you had a stress dream about it. Yeah. This podcast shouldn't be stressing anybody out. Well. When she doesn't do the research. <laughs> That's what it all stems from, yes. Um, Tim, did you listen to Bad Bunny? No, I'm here for the hot takes. Okay. Uh, Scott, did yes. you listen to Bad Bunny? I did. I listened to all three albums he put out this year. 2020 was the year of Bad Bunny. Three records. Well, they 2019 w- was, right? Was was he the most streamed in 2020? 2020. Or 2020. 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although, I think that Taylor Swift has to be number two or like a yeah. 1A and 1B situation. Or coming in at the very tail end of the, the year as number one. As of December 1st, he was number one. Tim? With 8.3 billion streams. Wow. Tim, you're a listener to the podcast. What do you think of the Taylor Swift episodes? Uh, I've never been more engaged with Taylor Swift. Okay. That's Good. a great what answer. A, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, guy. I, I think that in the future, 2021, there might be an episode of this program where I am not on it, and Tim does the, the hosting duties, and it sounds professional. I think, Pat, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting- Wait, I, I just also have something to say. So we recorded that Taylor Swift episode. The next day, Pat texted Scott and myself a picture of his, I'm assuming what his car radio was playing. I was with my girlfriend. And what was on your stereo? Bury the body. Let the bodies hit the floor. Oh, (laughs) Um, No body, no crime. Mm -hmm. So post-podcast, you had no no reason to be listening to this except for your own enjoyment. (laughs) Yeah. Have you been turned? I do like the Bonnever tracks. And um, no body, no crime. I don't like that song at all. So why why were you playing it? It was on the. It just came on organically. Oh, you didn't say that to us. <laughs> we had oh, to, we had to jump like, to our own uh, conclusions. Uh, Pat, Pat, can I ask why you say why you sent that photo? Great. I, I Probably because I was ironic. enjoying the song. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. You know, there's no evidence since the Taylor Swift until he sends that photo. It was mm-hmm. habeas corpus. Until <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh, you're doing a little callback? <laughs> I, a few listeners, I think, were ready to throw their car radios out the window oh, when no. they heard your that would be definition brutal. of habeas corpus. Yeah, well, that was one of our old bits. Uh, we won't bring it up, but... <laughs> you misunderstanding Latin? Yeah. Um, I, I love that bit. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that I like Taylor Swift a lot more than I did before. I don't know. Maybe we can do an update in February. Who knows? Uh, I'll tell you who I do like, though. Bad Bunny. Ooh. Um, when you did you ever hear Bad Bunny before I brought him no, up? No, I definitely hadn't. He's no, kind of been in the zeitgeist. I, I think I've heard this music, um, in the neighborhood I live in when there's been maybe a drug deal or a stick up or something. Be <laughs> careful. <laughs> but uh, this is what. What were your first impressions? It's grown on me the more I've listened to it. Yeah, it's really kind of turned into i think almost ideal background music okay especially because i can't understand what they're saying now when i assign this artist or i pick this artist i knew that he does not perform in english mm. and i did not think at the time that that would be a hurdle that would sort of prohibit in some fashion my enjoyment of his music Unfortunately, it was a major hurdle to just understanding uh, every track. Yeah. The cats are going fucking wild right now. Tim, can you hear the cats? 
They're just going nuts. We lost him. He knows when no, the button. I can't he's hear fine. them, but I believe they're going nuts. Okay. Well. <laughs> so, wait. I have a question, though. Yeah. So, is reggaeton, does it have, like, hear the backbeat of this song right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that like a common thread? Because almost every one of these songs had that same backbeat. Um, I don't really know. I, I guess. I, I think it is. Okay. I'm looking at my notes real so quick. So I think this is where the inability to distinguish the lyrics yeah. makes it seem like this sounds like almost every other song i've heard that would fit into this genre right and, and it reminds me of like really bad nights i had out with my friends when i was the dd and like like looking at my watch because i didn't have a smartphone <laughs> smart, waiting smart for watch? 1 a.m <laughs> what year was the story um yeah like sean paul era so 2004 i guess see i when i listen to this i really I guess that that is what reggaeton is. It's I that same similar backbeat, I right? I guess so. In my yeah. But, but for example, all right, this track we're listening to. This track is called "Te Mudaste." Do you Great. Know what? No, I don't. Did you? Now I. So almost all of these lyrics have or albums have explicit lyric tags on them. But yeah. When they're in Spanish, like I don't hear them yeah. just going "puta puta." Like I don't. Me gusta. <laughs> Listen to this part of this track. <laughs> What's this? This is part of a Bad Bunny track. I just think but this what's, is like... which track? Te Medusta. Okay. Sounds like Stranger Things. The guy has a fucking ear for production. Yeah. I mean, these yeah. tracks are very dense. Every track has a great intro. Mm-hmm. Um, which they, album are you on right now? This is the latest I'm one. Like Passion Pit or MDT. Yeah, like almost Electronica. Yeah. Um, EDM in a way. I mean, they don't drop the beat. I don't know if you listen to EDM. I don't, but like, I know what it means to drop the beat. But did you listen? To, like, a problem with listening to this was the three albums. There was they did not distinguish themselves to me. No. I am not no. smart enough. Except for the one, the title, uh, not the title track, the first track on YHLQMDLG. Now, do you know what that means in Spanish? No. Do you, Scott? Do you? Well, I know what the acronym. Yeah, it it's Spanish for I do whatever I want. Right. So uh you you liked a specific track off that? The first one. Alright, let's play it. I thought it and sounded different from all the others. Pitchfork had this as the number ten album of the year. Wow. Uh, I And this was the most streamed album of the year on Spotify. Oh, this is this track. Yeah. This is Girl the Girlfriend Panan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this reminds me of TikTok. In what way? Are you like on TikTok? A, no, I'm not. But this feels like a TikTok video. I really like this. Tim. I do, also do, love the girl from Ipanema, so. Tim, does this sound familiar to you? But I know what the girl from Ipanema is. Yeah. I recognize that the melody, but I don't. The girl who likes empanadas. That's a better name for a song. <laughs> um, improved by whatever this is. Now, does this do anything for you, Tim? Yeah, it makes me want to change the channel. Oh. Tim, can I ask you? This is putting you yeah. on the spot, and I'm really sorry about that. That's fine. Top five bands of your life. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, all right, this is going to be a mess. I um, just need, like, a background to understand I'll your music it taste. For him. No, Pat. Okay. My, my, f- <laughs> my favorite artist band is Ben Folds. Okay. Um, 
And then from there, it just turns into a muddy mess. Like, I don't, I honestly don't even listen to music enough to feel qualified to answer this question. I just need to know. So, Ben, ben Folds is a good answer for me. I can, I can. Uh, ben Folds, uh, Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Throw that in there. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I. You like John Williams? I, 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 I had to back out because I really don't listen to That's fine. I just needed to know if you were like into this kind of music or if this was something way I out of your like comfort zone. I always thought Tim was a reggaeton guy. That was my number <laughs> one. I, I like I have no idea, so maybe. This is now a gotcha podcast. But if someone <laughs> says Ben Folds, I feel like I can complete the picture. So I got it. Yeah. That's a perfect answer. Thank you, Tim. So Tim would never listen to this. If, ever. if I'm going to turn the radio on, I'm going to put like an alt rock station on or an. It's going to be somewhere in that realm. Okay. If my wife is in the car, we put on soul music from like, Motown. Okay. Um, all right. Emily, did any of these tracks besides this one stick with you? No. This was a rough week for everybody. We had a, we had a legit. <laughs> Bad snowstorm. We did. Uh, Scott had to get his driveway plowed. That was fun. <laughs> the COVID related. cases just keep climbing at my yeah. work, so it's fine. Uh, I have real interns at work, and I can't just sit there uh, putting all these song titles into Google Translate the whole day, trying to figure out what they mean. Right. And uh, it was tough to listen to this, but I did have a bunch of tracks that like stuck out. Did you have any, Scott? Uh, on this album, my favorite, I think, was you'll. Wait, Jesus, I had practice this time. Yeah. All right. I like this a lot. See, this. But again, this is all the same, right? Right. Yeah. So I think without the understanding the lyrics, I don't know how you, how I distinguish. I like, you know, I can bounce Sexy. around. Yeah. I'm shocked that this is one of your favorites. <laughs> See, like he- right, so no, so also my wife is Syrian, so my wedding, you know, a bunch of Arabic music yes. does remind I, me I of that. I feel like yeah. it has that similar, but the whole genre, you, like all of their music, it has a bass kind of similar to this, mm-hmm. and it's all just fun music, basically. Yeah, you know? just your wedding was a great time to dance and party. Yeah, it was a good wedding. Tim, you were one of only two McDonough's not invited to my wedding. It was an honor. <laughs> oh my god um, This song doesn't do anything for me Unfortunately I will it play It just has that same backbeat Yeah I, I guess that And like I'm not a fan of Autotune He didn't Yeah Okay that's, so That's Finding trait of reggaeton music Right turns me off it's The autotune music, Reggaeton seems to be Particular culprit of using the autotune Yes well, you guys aren't big uh, 808s and Heartbreak fans, which kind of brought auto-tune to the mainstream from Kanye West. Uh, once he made that record, like, everybody used auto-tune. Like, auto-tune is, is not the scarlet letter it once was. So when it came into the mainstream, that's when you started to dislike it? No, I, it, <laughs> I, 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 I don't notice it. I don't notice it. Do you? Uh, not as much anymore, yeah. no. I unfortunately not on this track, but the first one you played it seemed really obvious well so he put out an album in march was it march i think this was february it was february march uh he recorded it they were b-sides from the first record of the year i can't say them in spanish no but the b-sides he worked on in quarantine and he didn't have access to auto-tune 
in his home studio. Uh, so, I mean, we can listen to that in a bit. But I want to play a track that really, it's called Trellis. It's off of uh, the latest record, the one that's called... El Ultimil Tour. Yeah. Tell me what you think of this track. Tell me what genre music you call this. What what is this? Is this emo? Sounds like Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, it does I mean, sound like Coldplay. You're right. Um, this track, I, I don't I'm like. I don't know what. How did we go from There's reggaeton an to this? Guitar, which is different. It's. Uh, is this a minor key? I think that's it. There's a lot of like down chips. Yeah. Uh, this is like this. This track stood out. I love this song. I thought it was excellent. Um, let me play another I, song. I also for it. sound. It sounds a little bit like Caveman. Yeah, it does. It sounds like uh, the last track on um, last breath, uh, uh, Jupiter. Yeah, it does. It's got like a little bit of delay. Okay, I'm gonna play another song for you. This is definitely Coldplay. Good call, Tim. What John would you call this? Think of the tracks we started out with. It sounds like pop punk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Jimmy I mean, World. This is <laughs> objectively really good. Hmm. Oh, now it sounds like. I like mean. New pop. New pop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't. This isn't reggaeton at all. I guess there's a genre of music in Latin, Latin culture, where. It's all kinds of rock. Like, Smashing Pumpkins are big in Latin America, hmm. for whatever reason. I think the Smiths are big in Latin America. So th- just came out with a new album that apparently, from what I understand, is very different than what... So they, they kind of genre bend and, and yeah. all the time. I mean, this song is good. I, I like it. Um, I don't know if I'd put it on willingly, but I'm if not, it came like, on in a mix, I'd be like, I would have definitely looked this up and been like, "What is this?" Um, did you ever listen to Little Peep? Mm-mm. How about you? Not really. You know who he is? Yeah, he's dead. He Ju- Juice World. Yeah. So like, this is like that. They call it emo rap, but definitely stood out. I'm gonna play another track for you. So Pat, you said you did a lot of research on this, or a lot of work. You had a lot of notes. Okay. Yeah. Was this your favorite album of the three? I liked to? this was the, this was the most recent one, and this was the one that I focused on. Okay, but I kind of had a difficulty getting into the first record, and that was supposedly the best one. It was the most popular. Yeah. This, this isn't a sarcastic question. I'm really curious what prompted you to listen to Bad Bunny. Great um, question. I had that same question, Tim. I saw like a a clip of him riding in Times Square on the back of a flatbed trailer a couple months ago. I think it was in, over the summer. 
And this record came out like two weeks ago, I think. And I was like, I this is now or never with this. So, um, uh, what? <laughs> you like my story? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a guy in a flatbed trailer. I saw a guy in a flatbed trailer. He's he's huge. He's blowing up right now. I mean, like Emily said, I don't wouldn't listen to this album in a row, but like this would be a pleasant addition to any mixtape. Did or, you see where he uh, got the name Bad Bunny? I did not. Enlighten oh, uh, me. His stage name came from a time in which the rapper was forced to wear a bunny costume to school and was photographed with an angry expression. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's like fucking I mean, Christmas, Christmas story. story. That's yeah. from Wiki, but I mean, Jesus. I did not know that. But uh, the Wiki was also full of, he really is uh, transpositive. He, he's trying to donate money to everybody. He's called out. Um, the U.S. government for not helping out Puerto Rico. I didn't he, know about he, the corruption in Puerto Rico that he was like fighting against. I didn't read more into it, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of corruption there. Now, I'm gonna play a little bit of one of the album, songs off the B-side record, which is called "The Ones That Weren't Coming Out." That's the Spanish, uh, English translation. What does this remind you of? Simply having yeah, a wonderful that Christmas was my time only note. Immediately, Wait, that, that <laughs> I played again. two seconds of it. <laughs> wow! Simply, oh, okay. So that's all we have to listen to. That I wrote reminds me of simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The beat, at least the guest Jesus. spot is annoying. Emily, good job. Cool. I'm so glad you got that because immediately. Um, Any Beatles stuff? I'm pretty much on top of. That's all I got. Beatles and Tetris. Those are the only two things <laughs> I can speak confidently on in my life. So now we, now we, we honestly have to talk about that song. What do people really think about simply having a wonderful Christmas time? I hate it. Pat has always hated it. It's fine. It's just up there with the like generic Christmas music for me. Yeah. It's like, I'll listen to it once a year. Yeah. And then I'll change the channel if it comes on again. Yeah. I think that it stinks. It's terrible. It does. It's a terrible song, but I'll still simply have at least one wonderful christmas time you know what though props to paul for writing his own christmas song instead of rehashing an old favorite did you listen to his new album no came out yesterday no paul mccartney three or something his third album um up and comer he's a he's a young a young scrappy upstart (laughs) coming out of liverpool um i have another track i got i liked bad bunny um from how we started listening to Cocteau Twins to this, it's like uh, this is hard. This is hard work. Like it's not easy, it's, especially if you don't really like it. Yeah, it, it's I mean, really hard work. If you didn't like it, like I don't blame you, but I think that if you kind of listen to this maybe like more organically as it came out, you might have a little bit more of a. It was just the three albums were a lot. Yeah, it, no one really had a problem when I said it though, unless it was. <laughs> We didn't know what we were getting into. Right. Yeah, I want to play this. Other I didn't know it was going to be the same beat over and yeah, over. Yeah, but then, like, unfortunately. But then you, you stumble across one that's different. Yeah. But you just have to get there. All right, I want to play. Why can't I find this song? Da, 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 da. It's tough because he has a lot of releases. And uh, you don't know Spanish, so they all look the same. Don't know Spanish. <laughs> it all sounds the same. I know that's terrible to say. Um, oh, here we go. This we're song. Just, Maldito Americans. Maldito Pobreza. I think this was my favorite off this one. Yeah, this good stuff. Did you guys look up any of the lyrics? I didn't look up a single no. lyric. Okay. Um, 
Oh, you know what? He had a track called Ronka Freestyle that I think I read a review and they quoted the lyrics. Um, I, I'm going to read it back because it is kind of funny. Um, this is the trans... Oh, yeah, this, this track's cool. Tim, what do you think of this? Yeah. He definitely like leans on pop punk a little. See, yeah. pop punk. I can bop my head to this. This yeah. is like, there's been so many waves of pop punk uh, that like, I, I feel like now that like a lot of rappers are doing like emo rap and pop punk and stuff like that, that it's weird that like pop punk is having like a renaissance, like fifth wave. People have always loved it. They just don't like the. They don't like to admit it. Yeah. yeah. They don't like the <laughs> punk terminology. <laughs> Closest to reggaeton that you've played yet, because it's got kind of like a Rude Boys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Little Lovers Rock style. Uh, oh, good segue. Uh, yeah. I mean, what is there to say about Bad Bunny? It's good music, I think. Yeah, it's good that, music. That's about where I fall. It's good music for somebody. I'm happy he's doing so well. I'll yeah, say that. people I, love him. Yeah. I wrote that I love the beginning of this song. I can so see any of these songs working really well in a movie or TV show. Like, give me the perfect scene where this see, song or one of these songs would play. I think it's more almost a background to their lifestyle. Maybe in Dexter Season 8. We'll Dexter. <laughs> wow. No, that shouldn't be happening, Tim. We, we, won't, we don't acknowledge that on this podcast. He's a lumberjack now and forever. <laughs> Dexter's uh, gonna, doing great. We're going to get a scene of him... Looking in a mirror and, and shaving that thing off. It's going to be a big moment, too. It's going to be the end of the first episode. Oh, oh my no, God. No, no. Can we do a whole Dexter episode of this podcast? It. Pat. Tim, Tim, no. Tim it'll, be a, uh, it'll be a recut of the intro. It'll be slow motion with the, the, the razor dipping <laughs> oh, yeah. into the stubble, yeah, the blood the dripping into the sink. <laughs> Am I going to be kicked off my own podcast? Yeah, and Tim's is Tim replacing, replacing me. <laughs> yes. um, the flannel getting spattered with blood. <laughs> Maybe a cardigan. What? I wrote... Uh, as like a quick thought I'm gonna just read what I wrote it sounds stupid now but I wrote this is warm and inviting music that's dripping with charisma and it's meant to pull the listener in it's meant to pull the listener into Bad Bunny's world it's not he has his own thing that and he's saying I'm right doing this the rabbit hole yeah he's, yeah exactly he's <laughs> doing his own thing and he's saying you can to understand what I'm doing you have to like completely immerse yourself because it's not for us it's meant for people in that culture, in Puerto Rico, in the barrio, so to speak. But he's got like a few tracks here and there that can yeah, pull people he's in. He's got carrots. And I mean, you do that. Carrots. He's there got you know. carrots. <laughs> this it is a great. Dripping with charisma was going somewhere else in my head. It's dripping. I'm. I drip when I hear this. <laughs> um, well. I, is that wrap up Bad Bunny? Because I still want to get to some of the other stuff I wrote down for this <laughs> week. Let's hear it. Um, what, what you got, pal? Okay. For Did Bad Bunny, you mean? I don't have much. Uh, all right. Let me look at my little agenda here. That Wait, I wrote. That, so that was your only write up for Bad Bunny? I mean, it was great. Yeah. I okay. name a band you never got. Say it again. Oh. The name band you never got, but all right. Get. Did you get anything for that, Scott? No, I didn't. I've been too. I ran out of time this I'm week. I'm still saying REM. I would love to get REM. So I never really like 
try really hard to get a band that I'm not immediately drawn to. This podcast, I think, has made me do that more than anything else. Mm -hmm. However, the one band that came to mind, well, there were two bands, three bands. Mm -hmm. At the Drive-In. Really? Was one. <laughs> which Now, you've managed to tie it all together. <laughs> you've pulled in Tim McDonough, who likes At the Drive-In. And a, you, too, according to your guitar over there with I the do. At the Drive-In sticker. Yeah. that We got that sticker at their reunion show that we both went to. Yep. Um, Another band that Tim already talked about, Caven. Yeah. So, those and Incubus were my three bands that I, like... Everybody who in my circle of people loved, and I just never could get there. But I didn't try that hard. Yeah. Because I didn't want to try hard. Well, okay. The, at the drive-in is tricky. Do you, have you, like, gone deep on their no, discography? No, because, I, like I said, I didn't try that hard. Well, I think that... I've seen them live. At the drive-in drive does not consistently create that. Like, they're... They they're, have three albums. Their catalog... And not all of them are good. The latest one was not good. I've never listened to it, save for when it came out. Relationship of Command, which came out... I hate to say it. It might have been 2001 in, like, August. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate to say it? I love. We hate to say it. <laughs> Let me look it up. This was uh, a, a first day of flight school. <laughs> it came out September twelfth, twenty thousand. I can't even spit it on. I'm so excited. It came out September twelfth. It's my birthday. Two thousand though. It's the, Scott's birthday. The, people were still alive in the towers, and they had fallen. The towers. Like, yeah. That's terrible. And I. I think I woke up that morning and I said, Mom, drive me to Newbury Comics. <laughs> Patty needs a new CD. <laughs> um, Gotta love Jane. But 2000, so, not 2001. No, two, yeah. oh, it was 2000. 2000 oh, yeah. my God. That's why, we Pat, we're wondering why you're getting so oh, excited I, over you this. You should have I'm sorry, I no, couldn't. Well, you said they were still alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should, I'm, I got too excited. Oh, that's it. <laughs> well, okay, jeez. You brought up at the drive, and I'm like, it's... They're one of my favorite bands, but they like they're not deep enough to to be. I I just could never get behind the screams. Like you don't like people yelling at you. I I do. I like people yelling in music when it's like excited and happy. But when I feel like they're screaming at me, that's when I feel like it's offensive. Do you know how many myself. listeners we're gonna lose because I forgot when nine eleven was? Pat, you're fine. Um. All right. Let me play you. <laughs> It's your it's your touchstone bay. I know. <laughs> let me let me play you a couple. The, the zoo is gonna pull its funding again. I, <laughs> the zoo, the butterfly farm. <laughs> um, let me play you a couple ATDI songs, right. as we call them. Are you gonna the, try to convert me? I'm gonna just One give you. One scissor wasn't enough. I did see them live. I will say. What year? Uh, 2002. I think they uh, saw on the cable. I saw them with Rage Against the Machine in 99. Might have been 2000. Really? Was they it opened? September 12, yeah, 2000? Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. But I don't know when you would have seen them again, but we'll figure I don't know. It. Maybe I'm confusing them with Caven. In my mind, they're Kaven, both kind of the same. you definitely saw with Piebald. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to play you Me a couple too. eight. Let's pretend. Scott does not like them. <laughs> I like Caven. We should do a damn personals episode. I bet. We should do a Piebald episode. Get Scott converted. Convert yeah. him. We, yeah. We're Decades Bring him over late. to the dark side. I bet I'm I could down. get the guitarist. See, the guitarist from the Tim's, damn personals. The guitarist from the damn personals co-wrote a lot of those songs from A Star Is Born. Oh, okay. Anthony Rosamundo. 
Okay. You haven't seen it? No, you told me to watch it. I haven't it's yet. It's good. All right. Let's pretend that Emily, where are we at time-wise? All right, we're good. Emily, you want to get into ATDI? I'll play like 30 seconds of a few songs that change okay. your mind. This is not nope. okay. Do this she doesn't like it. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right. We got to keep digging. This here. is I'm telling this. Well, we we're talking about this because Pat posed the question of name a band that you never quote got, but at least tried to get. All right, here we and go the again. Three bands that came to my mind were At the Drive-In, Cave-In, and Incubus. I don't think it's gonna suck Emily in. All right. Um, this more than the other one, but I feel like you need a punishment song that I know you won't like. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just joshing. Um, Caven, I'll give you because they've gone through so many different changes and like the genre changes. I mean, yeah. they, they, the guy Stephen Brodsky, the lead singer, he screams, he can sing melodic, he's his voice is even different now than it and was. People loved them though. That was what I didn't get. Was like, it wasn't like people enjoyed. They were there. They were having a good time. It was like die I, hard. <laughs> Yeah. Tim, Tim's seen him a few times. ATDI? No, Caven. Yeah, well, with you. I mean, not to. <laughs> All right, not let's not. I wasn't now, holding you. Scott and Tim, now we're going to start. Should we form, Tim, should we form a support? Yeah. So a support group for bands that Pat has dragged us to see? Dragged. <laughs> I think, like, this isn't a disclaimer, but I went to the school of Pat Rocks. Like, <laughs> Pat Rocks. <laughs> Well, uh, every day driving to high uh, school with Pat behind the wheel, like he controlled the radio. That's tough. And he introduced me to a lot of this music. And uh, that actually kind of brings me to the band I tried to get into because I always look to see what Pat's listening to and try to. He's a tastemaker. Hitch, hitch, my, hitch myself to his coattails. Well, Tim, hold, uh, hold on, let, let him, him finish. finish. Whoa, thanks, guys, <laughs> for the defense. Um, uh, TV on the radio. Okay, yeah. I couldn't. I could not do it. They were not. Hmm. They were all over the place, and I, I never enjoyed them. They they grew on me. Uh, you know, anticlimactic. Thanks for coming to my defense for a shitty point. <laughs> I, I I never got them, into them either, Tim. I saw them live with Pat. <laughs> well, that, I didn't drag you to that. <laughs> no, it was a free ticket. That was a good show. It was a good show. Ah. Uh, and I always love Red Dress. That carried me a long way. TV on the radio. I, I, if you don't like him, you don't like him. I mean, they're. I don't felt like I should have liked them because it was at the point of it was like the height of indie rock. Where like if you listen to the radio now and turn to an indie rock station, they're still playing the same shit from ten years ago. I wouldn't even know like what an indie rock radio station would be. Part of that, and I just I can't like I'll turn I'll turn it off if they come on. I can't do it. Jeez, you ever see? Uh... Think about the disconnect on this podcast right now. No, did you ever see the guy, lead singer? His name's Tune Day. He's a very good actor. He's been in a few things. You ever see the movie uh, Rachel Getting Married? I love that movie. He's in that. Who is he in that? He's the husband. Okay. Uh, he sings that Neil Young song. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's excellent in that. I'm surprised he's never been in anything else. But Wait, so are you telling me TV on the radio in the movies? Yeah. <laughs> see what I see? What we were, we're doing? Um, I can see not liking this. See, I'm in a position. I have no. Yeah. I, I like. I, I like this. I like this See, better I, than I've driving. Song, but every like nothing else they did really struck me like this did. And give me, give me some red dress after a couple of listens. Song called "Caffeinated Consciousness." 
Tim, how much younger are you than Pat? Like 24 months, not, not that. Okay. We, so two years, you might say? <laughs> it's less than two years. Okay. Don't make me do calendar math. It's okay. Just curious. Like how much you looked up to your older brother in terms of music and too much. I mean, I'm I was the first one with the license. I'm driving the car, the Corsica, the Corsica. Yeah, he was a year ahead of me in school, so we were. I was like always following right behind him with yeah. stuff. Yeah, but like, how old's your? How much older is your brother? Three years older than me. That's um, that's probably a year too old. But I did look up to him a lot. He got me into Weezer. Mm-hmm. He got me into a couple other things. He, Pat, so. Pat got me into Weezer too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, somebody else got me into Weezer, so I mean that's a. I guess it's. I mean, I it is goes without saying that I forced him to listen to this music. I mean, you didn't no, get a no choice. No one was touching your radio. No. <laughs> uh, but I wasn't under any delusions that like. I was more like you will eventually be humbled into submission of liking this. Like if you don't like it, you're gonna l- we're gonna listen to it until you do. Like that's- there was definitely things where I'd be like, "Well, I know you're gonna make me listen to this if you want to listen to it, so why don't I just choose to put it on?" And that we would. There were definitely things that I enjoyed, like ATDI. I'm sure you. Even. I really like both of those. Let's. I'm gonna try to bring back I a memory. Heard, I would never have heard that music if you hadn't played it. Tim, let's pretend we're in high school. And we're getting ready for school, okay? What's the date? September 9th, 2001? No, because we weren't driving together at that point. So this was 2000. Do you remember me listening to this song? I like to party fucking hard. Oh, my God. Propagandi. You should have made me guess because I knew that it was propagandi. Well, I mean... Now this was over right, twenty I, years I ago. A big song, but I know you would put them on, and there was yeah. Like, Pat, it, how many cities have you flown to to see propaganda? Uh, a couple. I've flown to a couple. Chicago, the Windy City, the Second City, <laughs> the city with the big shoulders, that teeter in town, that toddle in town, the Paris, the Prairie. It's, I still love it. He does it uh, all the time, and I still love it. Try to the fillet of the Midwest. <laughs> My kind of town, <laughs> Chicago, Chicago. All right. Um, yeah, uh, we listened to a lot of music, and then Tim got the Saturn SL two, and then he had his own. Uh, we had a, our our youngest brother, Barry. Holds for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, this there could be a whole podcast about older brothers forcing their younger brothers to listen to music, mm-hmm. or younger sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like I went to see Bonnever with my sister last year and mm. like that yeah, was, you're fully formed people now. That's yeah. true. She is, but, and I saw it, <laughs> we saw it ATDI, me and Tim a couple years ago. That was great. What I, we were like down in the pit. Remember that? Yeah. And the show, I would say that in a vacuum, it was probably disappointing because they all were very fat. You never come into a pit with me. What the hell? Don't body change. I wasn't in the we pit. We don't need to hear Tim, body shaming. I wasn't in the pit. <laughs> they were People change as they get older. Tim, they what's the worst it. ism? I think it's ageism. I think it's humanism. Oh. <laughs> well, I, this bit uh this I could talk about this for a long time. Did so, you 
Let me ask you guys, did any band you tried to got but never or you tried to get but never got? In retrospect, Pieball is probably number one. You never for tried. Me. I saw them like three times. Yeah, but you were already going in against it because you knew Pat loved them and you didn't want to like it. I still it went Pat to the shows. Hey. Hey. You're not part, You're part of, of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pieball shows were great. You got Caveman, so the damn personals. They did cl- so little for me. I don't think you like. He doesn't like the aesthetic. He definitely hate you'll it, let hate, you'll hate. you'll let an aesthetic get in the way of the music. <laughs> I will as not as opposed to you. <laughs> no, but like that. Uh, it's tough putting myself back in to think of like what I was like back then. Are you trying to say that I didn't want to see the way you were dressing up on stage? I wasn't dressing like anything. What? How was I dressing? Piebald. Piebald. Yeah. I just have to they say I haven't pie- listened to the song in years. Really. And I- well, I, I couldn't try to not smile if I wanted to yeah, right I, now. <laughs> I see it. It's a large grin. <laughs> they have a couple, a couple of years ago, Pat. Yeah, Pat and we I did. Were at the last show. I didn't go to any reunion shows. Were you? We went to a reunion show. I didn't. Uh, we, you and, and t- I were at the last recording together. The fi- like the farewell. Yeah, tour. me and Tim went to one of the reunion shows. It was pretty good. It was at the Sinclair. I think we had seen Tree like a couple weeks before. God, we got to talk about Tree, don't that we? Wasn't, that wasn't so good. Um, Tim, like Tim, Ma- Tim, you listen to a lot of Tree with us. <laughs> Not by and choice, I assume. I definitely didn't didn't listen to it alone. <laughs> that sounds so sad. I did. I listened to them a lot alone. We still do. Like other bands that like. Let's get even moderately mainstream like okay. Brian Eno try to listen to him I wouldn't say that's moderately mainstream oh, Roxy <laughs> Roxy music <laughs> no Pat really you gotta go like broader <laughs> um Roxy music Brian Eno Taylor Swift can we go for that one no that's too recent <laughs> I mean did you ever listen to Roxy music Avalon I mean, yeah, you've been trying hard to get Taylor Swift have you got her yet <laughs> <laughs> well no body no crime I think he, uh, he has a turning point now. Well, I think that I'm definitely getting it more and more, but it's going to, you'll never get me to admit There's that I like it. Block, it I think. Yeah. You'll never get me to admit that I like an artist that mainstream. I'm this sorry. This is my one thing with this question was like, I can always understand why people would like a certain type of music or a certain band. Mm-hmm. So like, Name a band you never got, but at least tried to get. Like, there's no band that I never got. I always got why people would like yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh. But I just never really would care to get it. I love this song. This is more a, than this. Yeah, this is Roxy Music. Yeah. Brian Eno. Uh, Maybe this is a, a topic for another show. But what about a band that you got but you don't get anymore? Oh, Ooh, that's I good. Like that. um, Tim. Welcome to the podcast, Pat. You're out. Oh, no. <laughs> well, definitely for me, like, I mean, it's been beat to death, but like Weezer is a band that I cannot listen to anymore. I still can. Pinkerton, Blue Album, definitely. I can it's well, very that, that tenuous. You got them, but now their newer stuff, are you on board at all with like their last two or three albums? The newer stuff no. has ruined the it's old bad. stuff. Yeah, it's right. ruined it's it. Really bad. Yeah. Um, it hasn't ruined it for me. I still like the old stuff, but... The Beatles like, I can't what? listen to anymore. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that's, that's up Scott. there. That's up there on the, you know, tried to get, but, but don't. You never tried. I played fucking rock band. That's all you did. 
That's like 40 songs that I literally played on a fake guitar. If, you, if someone says to you, hey, you don't get the Beatles, and you go, no, but I tried, I played rock band, that's not a defense. <laughs> that's not holding up in the, the musical court of law. I think it might. Habeas corpus, Scott. <laughs> I, I, I know there are other bands that I don't listen to as much anymore. Anything new metal does not hold up. It never did. <laughs> but it was big. It was I, big. Was a, I really like Coldplay's first two albums. Me too, Tim. I love them. What happened to them? Yep. But they turned into this weird English, like Brit pop craziness. A lot of electronics. Yeah. A lot of uh, sam- not samples, a couple but of their songs aren't bad. There's that one with Rihanna that's okay. Did I get that right, or is it somebody else? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. You're probably right. Um, Fact check you right now. Now this is way off topic, but. Did you listen to that new Eminem song I sent you? I listened to the song, yeah. You didn't uh, send it to me. So. I per- <laughs> I've listened to it at work, and I said, first of all, I don't know what he's doing with his voice. It sounds... Does he ever rap like that? That sounded new to me. Every... Like, I read... I saw the YouTube video. And Good the job, comp- Tim. Coldplay, Princess of China, featuring Rihanna. Wow. This is yeah, a new Tim. So this uh, Eminem song is called Nat? It's called Nat, and it mentions G? the coronavirus a bunch. Often. Often. Uh... Tim, we're going to listen to a little of this, and I think we'll probably wrap it up. How does that sound? I wanted to bang out a quick Lover's Rock discussion. Oh, yeah, we never did that. Let's listen to this, then we'll do Lover's Rock. And, uh, all right. Good song. I do love this song. All right. song always reminds me of Lost in Translation. Yeah. All right, here's the new Eminem track. See these bars are like COVID. You get them right off the bat. Infected with SARS and Corona. Like you took a bite off of that. Then it goes from Martian to human. That's how the virus attacks. They come at me with machine guns. Like trying to fight off a net. So is he saying the aliens brought us COVID? Higher than Shaq on his tiptoes. I don't think so. They go from Martian to human? Marshall. Oh, Marshall. I said Martian. So is he saying he's beyond human? Like Marshall to human? He is a human. He's talking about. Let's begin, listen to it from the beginning again. Not Martians. Okay. But Marshall to human. But he's a human. Yeah. So what is he talking about? The virus goes from Marshall to human. So I, I don't he's know. like one step be above humans? T patient zero? Yeah. That's how the virus attacks. I think he said Martian. It sounded like that. I don't know. I didn't read the lyrics. I thought they were Guys. like. I think Eminem is saying that aliens spread COVID. You heard it here first. The Wuhan flu? (laughs) I like the beat. I'm sorry. I unapologetically like the beat. In comparison to the last, like, five albums he's released, the song is better than most of it. He's rapping, like, in a conversational style that I find to be acceptable. Because he's not doing that like weird. He does that high nasally. It's so annoying. It's very disturbing. I don't like that one. Now, uh, did you listen to the whole thing? No, I didn't know. I was busy Friday. Usually, I check the new music. I didn't see this came out. This so like was. I'll, I'll give it a listen. No, the whole song. Yeah, I listened to the whole song. Did, like the beat change at the end. Yeah, when he speeds up too. So is this like Eminem doing bubble rap then? He's kind of been focusing a lot more on speed the last like eight years. <laughs> that's not what you want to hear in a rapper no it's not he's doing speed trials for rapping he really uh, he just goes as fast yeah, as he definitely he can. goes a mile a minute on his other tracks or i popular tracks yeah i mean there was that rap god 
which was there there's a 30 second clip later on in the song where he just goes nuts you can't according to genius he is saying and it goes from martian to human huh well i got vague on my that's face. how the virus attacks what does he know that we don't Exactly. I think the song is like a little bit racist with the lyrics. And like one thing I read, I don't know what it was. It might have been a YouTube comp, but it was like, he's saying absolutely nothing. There's nothing being said. Probably. That's probably the truth. This is the chorus. Yeah. All right. So that song sucks. That's my suck song Wait, of the week. Wait, you guys both liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just... In, it, comparis- I didn't, in comparison to I didn't other hate recent it. Eminem releases. <laughs> I mean, I haven't listened to Eminem since the Marshall Mathers LP. And that I could- just have to wonder if you if you mention like COVID or the pandemic and music lyrics, like you date your music immediately. What? That song's going to be totally irrelevant in five years. That's true. That's a good point. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wait, wait till this mRNA vaccine takes over and everyone starts doing what the governments want. Oh, no. They put a chip in me. They put a chip in my body. <laughs> I just start rapping like Eminem. Um, Not bad. So, uh, all right. Let me go to – we'll wrap it up here. This has been a nice long one. This has been we're fun. We're not going to get to Lover's Rock? No, we're going to do it right now. Okay. I wanted to play. Right. So Lover's Rock is the second movie in Steve McQueen's Amazon Prime series, Small mm-hmm. Axe. The first is Mangrove, which I highly recommend. Can we not talk about it while I still have Eminem playing? I want to play. Lover's Rock was a bit. It's the title of a movie. It's It's the title of a movie. Yeah. It's actually a genre. So this is it's on a lot of lists for best movie of the year. Yeah, this is in top ten for a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, Lover's Rock is a style of reggae music noted for its romantic sound and content. While love songs had been an important part of reggae since the late 60s, the style was given a greater focus and a name in London in the mid-70s, which is where Small Axe takes place. Despite the name, Lover's Rock is neither a rock subgenre nor related to it. Hmm. So what did you think of the movie? I liked it. Uh, I thought it was... It was not what I expected. It's sort of like basically a snapshot in the life of these people that live in what are they london london yeah. uh there it looks like they're about to they're getting ready to attend a house party and it's very sexy very and it's i i thought it was good i think i should watch all the movies in the steve mcqueen collection um i thought the music was great i mean i read something that talked about how i mean it showed you like what the music like meant to these so, people. I listened to Grierson and Leach talk about it, and Grierson made the point where a lot of movies that have music as the focus use songs you already know to kind of loop you into your mental place. Ah. And this is all songs no one... That's very few- not true entirely. This song, yes, but they did play a lot of songs that songs that we know sample or cover. So they did the Blondie song... Um, and now I'm drawing a blank on the name, but they did Blondie and they did the Will Smith getting jiggy with it, which he samples the ah, original song for that. Okay. So hearing them, I was like, oh, this is where that song came from. It kind of reversed yeah. it. In yeah. A way. But this song, I, don't, I had never heard. Is this the one they were all singing after yeah. they yeah. turned it off? Yeah. And they, in the beginning, they were singing it while they were getting ready. The people that were like doing yeah. dishes and cooking. Unloading that dishwasher, baby. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. I, I shut it <laughs> off. You know, Tim. Tim. Yeah. Remember unloading the dishwasher? Sunday Back girl. at home. Remember it. I, <laughs> I hated it. I did it today. Guess what? I don't mind doing it nowadays, though. 
Tim, was this a real like thorn in Pat's side growing up? Because he brings it up a lot on the podcast, unloading the dishwasher uh, as a tween. Our mom never made us do any chores. Wow. So, like, oh, my God. She started asking us to unload the dishwasher. I imagine it was a huge burden. To <laughs> Bringing out the trash, unloading the dishwasher, <laughs> shoveling snow. Ugh. It was our own fault for probably not doing that when we should. Probably, yeah, we probably should have started. We coddled as young lads. Yeah. But uh, I, hate, I hate shoveling. That's why I live in a condo. Um, <laughs> Emily, give me your uh, movie review. I liked it. I thought um, Steve McQueen pushed it a little bit with how far he would take the dancing scenes and the music scenes. Like, they went on a little bit too long for I, me. Yeah, I thought so, too. Like, it was a snapshot of something. Like, this was... It, the story wasn't very coherent, if you're being, if I'm being honest. Like... You kind of had to figure out what was going on. Like, I had no idea that they would have these house parties and listen to these songs. And then there was the guy that was, like, on drugs that was, like, going, dancing like crazy. Yeah, I didn't get him. I didn't get that. But, like, people were, like, leery of him. But then all of a sudden he got the party, like, really (laughs) going crazy. Like, technically speaking, I mean, I I liked it. Yeah, same. I I liked watching it, but. I enjoyed what I saw. this song, for example, the. The band, the DJ house band, played this song, and everyone was dancing and having a great time. And even that felt like too long. Yeah. And then the music stopped, and everybody at the party sang it the entire song. Yeah. <laughs> like two and a half, three minutes. You really yeah. liked it, Scott. No, this is. He didn't uh, like it as much as the as Mangrove, right? At best, my third favorite of the. Yeah. I have trouble watching things when race is at the forefront. It I, wasn't in this one. No, no, no. But I'm saying for the other Mangrove. Yeah. Uh, you should because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, suck it up. Yeah, I will suck it up. So this movie, I'll re- suck it up and suck it off. That's what we're gonna do. So, wow. <laughs> in relation to the other movies, the first movie is all about race and mm-hmm. police riots, and then the third movie is about John Boyega of Star Wars fame. I like him in Attack the Block myself. Oh, okay. Uh, but he becomes a policeman as like the first black, not the first, but one of the very few <laughs> black policemen in like the precinct okay and all the shit he has to deal with so this is kind of like the break in between those two movies that are very heavily race focused and so you look at this party as this whole group of people who don't necessarily know each other but this is where their community is gathering they're getting together they still have to deal with the white assholes on the street Mm -hmm. ready to pounce on anybody that you know gets out of line or anything but this is kind of the this is what they did to relax, and this was what they had. They had. It to looked do. like a cool party. It reminded me of like a school dance in a way, getting ready for a school yeah. dance. And they were so young, like they didn't look young. But the the main girl in the in the movie was turning nineteen, I think. Oh wow! I forget what her name was. Cindy, maybe. She had to sneak Cynthia. out. Yeah. Drop down. A, I don't know. Jump what off the roof. What decade does this take place in? The seventies. It was really good. Is there anything problematic with Steve McQueen having his name stamped on this, like, largely... He's black. Story? Different Steve McQueen. Come on. Well, the ignorance is... Bliss. ...on full display here. He, okay. He's the guy that directed... <laughs> I watched Shame the other night. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. It I inspired really, you. It did. I did. It's you not... love a fast bender. I do. These movies are a genre called... Do not need to watch twice. That's my favorite genre of movies. No, because you watch them twice. I do, but it's like that. Scott's never going to watch Shame again. Never. It was really good at the second (laughs) go round. How many times did you watch Schindler's List? 
Uh, I watched it once, but I watched it in reverse, so it had a happy ending. Um, no, I, I just happy ending for who exactly? <laughs> uh, I watched, yeah, shame, but I watched it as like a technical achievement. It's pretty good. Did you ever get to Widows? I loved Widows. I haven't watched it. Yet. It's really good. Yeah, I want to. I'm surprised because that movie was like made to be a blockbuster, but it didn't get there. Interest. I don't know how it performed. Tim, did you see Widows? No, I and I don't mean to interrupt, but Twelve Years a Slave has a whole new meaning to me now that I know that Steve McQueen is not the <laughs> not the McQueen. Steve McQueen. Yeah, he's actually a black filmmaker. <laughs> I, I like yeah. the earnestness which you said that. I thought there was a joke. No. Uh, With Lovers nope. Rock, I will say. Um, first of all, I have to correct myself. I guess the Blondie song is their original song. I didn't know that. I oh, thought they were they were sampling it. Sunday Girl. Um. But I did, I appreciated the, the tenseness that he set up. Like, I kept waiting for something bad to happen. I like <laughs> And a- nothing bad really happened except for the almost rape scene. Mild rape attempt. But, like, it was Thor- very tense very- without n- much action happening. Like, you kept w- waiting for something to happen with those like white sh- guys on the street. Yeah, like and a like- shoot. Or like, I was waiting for, like, the police to b- bar- like barge Something, in. Yeah. yeah. When the cousin broke in and then everyone... Yeah. He like, said, don't, don't start any shit. And I was like, oh, did, this is the moment. This is when out. the thing is going to happen that I've yeah. been, like, on the edge of my seat for. But then it was it was. He just nothing. went and raged out with everybody. Yeah. yeah I. It was uh, not what I expected. It was really enjoyable. It, it kind of sums up, like, I'm glad I watched it. I don't know if I fully understood it. I don't know if I'll watch it again. But the, I felt like I kind of The other thing something. Grierson said was, it seemed like it'd be a really good theater movie. You're in there. Everybody's kind of grooving like, together. Going to like uh, Kendall Square, yeah. watching it there. With, yeah, that if w- you're with a group of people, yeah. and everyone's kind of on the same page. Kind of like when we when I saw Jackass. That was like a communal spirit. Wow. Did you see Jackass? I did huh. in the theater. Borat too. It was really fun. Yeah, Borat as well. That was the same. I saw kind. Borat in theaters. Were you laughing? Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a great experience. <laughs> Those were the good times. So I was going to say this was maybe 1978 for Lover's Rock because that's when this Blondie song came out. Mm-hmm. But also Kung Fu Fighting was featured prominently in the movie. Yeah. And Found that came that out in 1974. A... Yeah. So I don't know. Would you ever dance like that? Just I... fake Kung Fu moves? <laughs> I would. I have danced. I wouldn't do fake Kung Fu moves, but a lot of this made me miss like going out and dancing with my friends. I mean, I'm too old to go out and dance yeah, at this point in my are. life. Yeah, you are. You really are. But we would still do that at someone's house. Like, we would still have, like, start playing music and we'd all start dancing in yeah. that similar style. The thought of going to a show right now is so abstract, and I'm yeah. so far removed from the concept that it's almost like I forget it ever happened. Like, me and Scott would go to, like, three or four shows a year, right? It was more. But would you dance? College, we we went like every weekend for well, a couple months. But I'm just, with the pandemic, it's like, yeah, uh, we wouldn't dance, but we would groove to ourselves appropriately. I hopped like, in the pit. Yeah. So. In the movie, seeing everyone getting so excited for kung fu fighting, like it, it stirred in me memories of being out yeah. with my friends and hearing yeah. a song that we're all like really pumped to hear and getting yeah. excited to dance to. And that's just not happening right now. It makes me one thing be. not being able to see like Run the Jewels do their new album. That's that's a killer. You can see it on HBO Max, it's presented by Adult Swim. It's still not pretty the good same. though. 
Uh, so what are we going to do next for the next episode? Oh, you have something. I, already... I mean, I don't, we talked about it we through did. text, but I we fr- never finalized it. Um, I was napping through your series of 800 I thought you text were working. Messages. You were on the clock. First of all, me and Emily did not text that, that And much. also, you were on the clock. You were supposed to be working. I was. I was prepping for my, my conference so you call. you weren't napping. By napping. I was in bed. <laughs> what do we got for next time? Do you want to do porridge radio? Oh, yeah. I do want to do porridge radio. Okay. Pour me a bowl of porridge. <laughs> all right? Call me Little Patty Tuffet. I'm uh, well, Tim, it was great having you. I really appreciate it. I think you killed it. You did a great job. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Tim, you're amazing. I can't. I am so impressed with the way you were able to answer questions on the spot like that. I'm jealous of it, actually. I like how Pat's now down Emily's third favorite McDonough. <laughs> only because she doesn't know the other two well, well enough. I, was, uh, I, just, I would like to say that I was fairly nervous coming on. Uh, I, I can't tell at all. I mean... I'm nervous. Uh, I, I, I'd like to pitch an idea for the next time I'm on. Let's hear it. Oh, boy. Uh, Ignore Scott. Scott. <laughs> I'm life and confidence. Just don't overstep, but all right, let's hear it. Uh, single season TV shows. Shows that were either canceled after their first season or were only meant to run for one season. Okay. I think there's a big difference short- between the two, but I do like that idea. I can give a short list of shows, and maybe we can choose one to talk about before... I mean, my first one that pops to mind is John from Cincinnati. Is that on the list? My first is Pushing Daisies. Never seen Pushing Daisies. Oh, my God. Scott? It's amazing. We got Terriers. We got Freaks and Geeks. Terriers is not. Is it on F, Is it on Hulu? Should be. went two seasons. I don't think so. I think it did, yeah. Really? Yeah. I think it did, Scott. I would like to do a Terriers watch again. Terriers is a great show. Donald Logue. Donald Logue, yeah. Freaks and Geeks, 99 drama, one season. Wow. He so knew, I, but you already knew what you were, you've come He from really doesn't it. say yeah. much unless he's sure about it. Yeah, the, smart. Seriously. It's the exact opposite of what I do. <laughs> I'm, I, I'll hedge. I'm a hedger. You know, if I'm not hedging, I'm hawing. Hemming? Oh. If he's not hedging, he's hawing. <laughs> All right. Well, Tim, thanks again. Porridge Radio. Look forward to it. I don't know when the next time we'll record is, but we'll it'll definitely... We'll do Pushing Daisies featuring Tim next time. Yeah, I mean... I'm, I'll watch Pushing Daisies before that. We, we'll talk about Daisies. that, because I can't just watch a whole season of television <laughs> in 10 days. It's very busy. You watch, you watch Queen's Gambit in 10 days. Exactly. That was different. <laughs> I was on drugs for that, just like the Queen. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys in a week. Bye. Bye. See ya.